that all starts, your frontline troops for a dental office are your front desk people. And if they aren't saying the things that you're saying in the back office or when people come into the office, now you're going to have a misalignment. And guess what that leads to? I've, I've seen that over and over and over again, not just having a vision of growth, but actually having a strategy for growth, really getting hyper good at, and, and not just you as the leader, but you need your team's help too. And then that also opens up to other problems. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the CEO of SMC National. We provide predictable new patient flow for offices just like yours. And today I got a doozy for you. I have Kevin, who's the CEO of Mango Voice, and we go over how to actually set up your phones for your office, or really how not to set them up. What are the pitfalls that people are going to get trapped in, that you're going to lose patients, lose customers, and really setting your team up for success in the right way. And we even close it out talking a little bit about tech stack and what does your tech stack look like inside of your office? And are we going to go with an all-in-one option or are you going to go with a bunch of people who are really skilled and then uh, stack those together properly? You are not going to want to miss this one because it will impact your office tremendously. Stay tuned. All right, Kevin. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because we, the last time we were shooting a podcast, you had some great takes on things that could actually impact people's offices, dentist offices, and increasing their patient flow or increasing just their overall patients into their office. So I'd love for you to dig into that a little bit. How, how can someone's phone systems impact their patient flow and their office is really growing? Yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's several different things, but one of the things that I would recommend to people is looking at how the flow of your calls are set up and are you setting it up in a way that makes sense to your office, right? If you're a smaller well, office, real, you're real quickly before we even jump into that, let's define what do you mean by flow of the call? Yeah, great question. So within every fault system, you can set up what the call does once it hits your office. And, you know, one thing that people really love, for example, about Mango is we have a drag and drop interface. We make this really visual and easy to understand. A lot of phone systems don't have a lot of functionality. What I mean by that is, let's say you're on a traditional uh, hardline phone system. It's not going to give you the flexibility that a cloud-based system, for example, is going to give you. Meaning, when your call comes into the office, what do you want to do with that call? And you can set up different, different kind of parameters of that call. When you're open, when you're closed, if it's after hours... And being able to have those flows and really have those locked in can be really important on how you're engaging with your patients. Got it. So, so how, what are some recommendations that you have around the flow of the call? Cause here's what I've seen. I've seen people add like call trees into their, into their calls uh, and, and coming into the office. Cause the, the, these, these organizations get bigger, bigger and bigger. And so they're like, Hey, we got to, you know, we got to have, have people go to billing or we got to have people go to this. Or we got to, and what ends up happening is, is you end up losing, at least on the new patient side, you end up losing calls throughout that call tree. And the more complicated you make it, the more likely your things are going to break. Is that kind of what you're talking about there? And, and, and if so, could you elaborate a little bit more? Like if I was an office, how would I want to set up my call tree? I think you have to think about what is the experience you're trying to create when a new, when a, 
when a current patient or a new patient calls your office? What is the, you know, what are you trying to create? What's the environment? What's the feeling you're trying to create? Now, I'm a huge proponent of let's get you to somebody as fast as possible, right? Mm -hmm. We want you to be on the phone with a human as, as fast as possible. And the reason I believe in that is we all want that interaction. And when I, when I hear the voice on the other side, it's going to give me a pretty good indication of what my experience is going to be like, whether it's a dentist office or, or, or other services. And so thinking about how fast I can get to somebody is important. Now, to, to visualize this or give you a feeling, imagine when you call Verizon, what that experience is like. It's frustrating. It's hard. Yeah. You're trying to get to somebody. That's, that's probably the, uh, you know, the thing we don't want to do. Right, we want to be able to get to somebody quick, um, and maybe direct their calls from there. But that would be my recommendation: is get somebody on the phone as fast as possible. However, you do that, whether that is through ring groups, right, broad ring groups, things like that. I think what you'll find is you're going to have a lot more engagement and interaction from people, and people are going to be able to, you know, be able to share in how you feel about them. I know it sounds corny, Gary, but I think this is such an important point, which is people want to be heard and validated. And yeah. sometimes we use technology to basically tell people they're not important and they're not valid. And we want people to feel like you are important. Sorry to disrupt the show, but I got something crazy to share with you. We are attempting to connect with all of our listeners. We have thousands of people that listen to this podcast, and we want to meet you in person. We have four events coming up, and I want to give you a discount code that you can use for the next week to save $300 off your ticket. The discount code is Gary Bird, and the link is going to be just down below. You can also go to smcnational.com forward slash events. I hope to connect with you in person and help each other grow our businesses. Can't wait to see you soon. Yeah, and and a long call tree getting stuck in one of those. We've all everybody's had that happen before. I've had it happen. We've all had it happen, and it's horrible. Like I just want to talk to somebody. I just I was just dealing with a credit card company recently. And I had some charges or something, or I was trying to, no, I was trying to log in online. I got blocked out because I couldn't remember my password. And then I, I typed in the wrong password too many times or something. And, and then, so they said, call. And then I called, got put in a call tree. Then I got, talked to somebody in a, in another country. And then, and then I was like, Hey, I just need to get back in my account. And they were like, sorry, hang up and call back again. And then I got put back in the call tree and it was, it was just really, really painful. It literally in my head, I'm like, how can I avoid ever calling or working with this company again? That's that's what I was going through in my head. Um, I, I had a bill that I had to pay, so <laughs> I had to go deal with them, right? But that's I, I, I think that's something that people really need to think about when they're when they're thinking through their phone systems. What other what other things should we keep in mind as we're we're looking at structuring and and I'll add this caveat: we're looking at structuring and growing. Right. So we want each of our offices to grow. We have each, we want some of them are multi location uh, brands. What are some things that we should really be aware of and be thinking through? Yeah. I think you want to look at kind of those key touch points and how you're doing as a company. You know, there's things, for example, at Mango that we, we monitor on a daily basis, right? What was our answer rate for the day? You know, how long on average did someone, uh, you know, stay on hold for support to be able to get to somebody from support. There are some really 
key metrics and they don't have to be a lot, right? Sometimes we get, you know, it's paralysis by analysis. That's not what I'm saying, but pick out two or three things that really are critical to the practice and focus on those. And if it's a daily reporting or a weekly reporting, but our team knows that, hey, we track these. And what's been really cool is what you can, you know, create the environment where you get the team kind of rallied around these key points. It's incredible what happens, right? They really buy into yep. it and it becomes a, it just really becomes who they are and the experience that they're trying to create. So I'd look at, you know, some of those key metrics. Um, and you think about how valuable a phone call is to a practice. Um, you know, we talked about this on our last podcast, but at least across Mango, you know, the average amateur rate is about 74%. So how are we doing yeah, for, for, on getting back for, to... For dental offices. Yeah, just to be clear, that's yeah, exactly. for dental offices that you guys are tracking. So 25, 26% of the time, people at uh, everybody that you're measuring during... is that And that's during business hours as well, right? That's not after yes. hours. Yep. Yeah. Yep. During business hours. So how fast are we getting back to that 25, 26%? What's the value of each one of those calls, right? And being able to track that and have a good system around that can be really impactful to your practice. Yeah, I totally agree. And one of the things that I've seen people try to do is that we want to hold people accountable, right? So we want to hold our team accountable to answering the phone. We want to hold our team accountable to converting those marketing calls. We want to hold our team accountable to scheduling those calls and getting the patient in as quick as possible. However, if you don't have clear metrics, if you don't have clear KPIs, it's impossible to hold people accountable. And it's really, it's, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like if you and I played a basketball game and we were competing and we want, both wanted to win, but we didn't have a scorecard. We didn't have, we weren't keeping score, <laughs> right? Like it would be very frustrating. I would be frustrated with you. You'd be frustrated with me. And no, this, that, you know, and the other. And so what ends up happening is there's, there's distrust, it, there's chaos. And, and so one of the things that we love to track on the marketing side is what is the conversion rate by person of just their marketing leads? That is so powerful because now we know actually where the problem is, why the problem's there. And, you know, Susan's converting at 40% on the marketing leads. Let's help her. Let's help her. Let's get her the scripting. Let's get that up to 70%. And to your point, it actually happens. It will happen because they they had a clear KPI and most most of the time it happens most people you know are able to do what's necessary to get there but if you don't have those clear metrics then you really can't you really can't do much of anything um it, you're not going to move the needle you're just going to be frustrated that's right the other thing i would add to that Gary is what are you doing as the leader or the owner to incentivize people to be able to really have ownership of those KPIs, right? And I think this is an area where where people miss the mark too, because they're saying it's really kind of this top-down authoritarian approach, which is you, 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 you will, you will, versus saying we, 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 and you know, how do we basically align ourselves as an organization to make sure we're meeting these metrics, right? And so I'd encourage you to think about, well, is there maybe some incentives around that? Right. And getting people to buy into this idea that, man, if I'm hitting my, my KPIs and I'm crushing it, then it's going to be good for me. And the reality is, is yeah. if you have the right KPIs and your, your people are crushing it, it's good for them and it's good for the organization. And to think about the organization holistically and don't think of it as it's like 
me versus everybody else. This really is a we thing. And if you can get everybody rowing in the right direction, it's incredible what happens. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, because I, I, as you said that, I started to think through all the different times that I've said things up incorrectly or we, or you mismotivate people. And what I mean by that is, is that think about it from the front desk perspective. They are spread really, 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 really thin, right? So they're spread thin. They're not right. getting, they don't have time to do all of their jobs. Something is going to get the short end of the stick. Uh, maybe it, it is usually not going to be the doctor, right? Cause the doctor's sitting there asking for things. It's usually not going to be checking patients in and out because the patient's standing right there. It's usually going to fall to something that's silent, like a billing issue or the phones. And what ends up from their perspective, if they're not incentivized correctly, adding another, answering that patient call as they have to do all those other things we just talked about, it's just more work it, that they can't do and nope. they can't service. So it's in their best interest and in their brain, the practice best interest to maybe just ignore those calls and let that call answer unanswered rate go a little, a little bit up. And, but when you flip around the, the incentive, when you say, Hey, if you answer your calls and you convert them, you're going to get X, Y, Z uh, bonus. Then all of a sudden they prioritize that because you've taught them. You said, this is what I want you to prioritize. And they somehow figure out how to get the other stuff done during other times. And, and I think the tricky part is with the phones, it's random, right? Like we don't know when those are coming yep. in. The patients, we know when they're coming in. We know when they need to be checked in. We kind of know when they're going to be checked out. The billing stuff can kind of be handled whenever, but the phones are random curveballs. So you have to help them prioritize those in the crazy chaos of the office every single day. Yeah, I think you're right. And it, and this is where, at least at Mango, we have a priority, right? These are the and, priorities. So a, a, a phone call in is top priority. That's someone that's reaching out, right? And, you know, as much as you'd like to prioritize everything as, as kind of an A or top priority, it's just not, it's not realistic, right? Unless you're probably overstaffed. Yeah. So I like what you said, which is create that, you know, kind of priority list and then really get alignment around that. And I think this is where people just really miss the mark is they think, well, I told you to do something and then they leave, right? I call it the helicopter syndrome. You helicopter in, tell them what to do, and then you leave. You can't have that, right? It's really got to be constant yep. engagement, constant kind of, you know, uh, measuring those KPIs. And it creates this team dynamic, and it's incredible. Yeah, it really is. And, it, and, it, and, and again, it's about getting people alignment. I think that's one of the hardest things in business that I've learned over the years. And I know you, you're nodding your head yes. is like, cool, I understand where we're going and where I want to go. I understand the direction, or they might understand it, but other people might not. And how do we constantly keep alignment? And a lot of that has to come down to incentives and making sure that people are incentivized and you're tracking the right things for the right people at the right time. And really that all starts, your frontline troops for a dental office are your front desk people, people answering the phone. That is your frontline troops. And if they aren't saying the things that you're saying in the back office or when people come into the office, now you're going to have a misalignment and guess what that leads to unhappy patients. Yep. Yeah. And I think, I think the other thing I'd recommend to people is sometimes as, as business owners and leaders, we have this misconception that it's our job to paint a rosy picture every day. It's our job to sit yeah. there and say, well, we're crushing it. We're doing everything right. 
and I would, I would recommend that people get just very realistic with their, their team and say, Hey, listen, guys, you know, we're having a problem answering the front, the front phones. Let's talk about that. What's driving that, right? Are we not staffed right? Or what's happening? And that's really, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, which is in order to fix a problem, you have to identify it and to be a good leader. You have to clearly articulate what you've identified as issues are. And phone interactions is still the main way that we communicate, especially new patients. Yeah. And yeah. that's just so critical, right? And it's not knocking on people, but it's it's you being realistic about what's happening in the business. And when people understand that and they understand, oh my gosh, we do have an issue, they really rally around that and help you yeah. figure out what are we going to do to get better here? Yeah. I remember early on in business, I always hear people say, have people bring you a problem, have them bring three solutions to the problem. And, and I, yeah, you're shaking your head. No, that's what I've learned the hard way. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. First, did they pick the right problem? <laughs> Is that the actual <laughs> problem that we're trying to solve? And so many people are solving the wrong problems which give you the wrong, you could have a hundred solutions and they might be amazing solutions to that particular problem. But if you're not solving the right problem, it really doesn't matter. And so really getting hyper good at, and, and not just you as the leader, but you need your team's help too. The, the front desk needs to be able to identify that they're missing calls and, and that is the problem. And, and then that also opens up to other problems because they might say, and I don't know if you guys hear this a lot at Mango, but I see it all the time where we call out a front desk and go, hey, your conversion rate's pretty low. And they go, well, yeah, because we don't have any openings on the on the calendar. So we look at it as a capability versus a capacity issue, right? First, yeah. we ask, does this person have the capability to answer the phone? Yes? Okay, they have all the scripting. They have, okay, then then maybe there's a capacity issue. Maybe they 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 don't have enough time to answer the phone or they are answering the phone, but they don't have anywhere to put the patients. So the real problem in that particular scenario is actually not the conversion rate of the, the, the leads or the, the new patients. It's actually getting those patients availability on the schedule, which is a separate, bigger problem. That's a bigger problem. And you have to solve that to unlock the other one. And that's that, I, I think that nuance, and you, you pointed this out, is like coming up with the right solution is so important. And you can kind of follow that all the way back inside of the practice and get to where the real problems are actually lying. Yeah, and I think I think this is actually a fascinating point, which is I, I would guess that most people don't really have a thought-out strategy that they're trying to accomplish, right? And what I mean by that is the, the business is basically just dictating what they do on a daily basis versus, to your point, hey, listen, how many new patients can we handle this month? Do we want new patients? Yeah. What are we, are we looking to expand? What's that expansion look like? And then measuring that as you go through. I love your analogy about the baseball. I mean, the basketball game, which is um, a lot of people I talk to, yeah, they're they're playing a game and they have no idea what the score is. And they're yeah. living on a hope and a prayer most days. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I've, I mean, we've all been there. If you've ever ran a business before, I've heard your business story, right? Like that's how you start yeah. a business. So the things that make you yep. really good when you start that, Hey, we're just going to run and gun and we're going to figure it out when we get there. And, and oh, everything fell apart. That's okay. This is going to create more opportunities. Like all of those things as you grow actually become a deterrent and actually start to slow you down. And you have to let some of those go 
to be able to grow the way that you want to. And I, I've, I've seen that over and over and over again. And then on the, on the other side too, that you mentioned, it's, it's very, very interesting that a lot of practices, when we talk to them, we say, they say, how, uh, here, I'll, I'll give you a scenario, right? And I've heard this probably over a hundred times minimum. Hey doc, do you need more new patients? Yeah, we always need more new patients. Okay, cool. That's awesome, right? No one ever says no to new patients. Like I've never heard anybody say, sure. no, 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 we don't want more new patients. Okay, great. What, when's your next availability for a hygiene appointment? Uh, we're about six months out <laughs> and it's like, okay, so we can't drive hygiene patients. Yeah, I guess, I guess we can't, can we? No, not unless you hire more people and, you know, open up or change the way you're scheduling people. Okay. So what, when's your next doctor consult appointment? Oh, we don't really bring in patients like that to our office. We bring them through hygiene. Okay, that makes sense, and I understand why you do that, but in this particular instance, you can't grow anymore, so we need to figure out a new way to bring patients into your office through another schedule that's different than the hygiene schedule. And so just to your point, it's like not letting, not just having a vision of growth, but actually having a strategy for growth. It's starting at your phones, working into your schedule, working in, and really, actually, I would even push back on myself there and say, it really starts at clinical. What's the vision of clinical? Where do you want to go? What kind of treatment do you want to get? Then you go to operations. Do we have the bandwidth to support that vision? Then you move out to like the phones and the marketing. Okay, guys, can you deliver on this vision? Yep. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on, right? No, no growth is not where you want to be, but you also don't want to, I call it supernova, which is you're growing so fast that you operationally don't have the infrastructure and the processes in place to be able to support that. So yeah, I think you bring up a great point and it goes back to really, what are you trying to accomplish? You know, are you looking to just to expand and grow? Or are you looking to kind of maintain? There's no right or wrong answer. And I think this is another area where people get caught up, which is they're trying to their strategy is based on what they see out in the world. And a lot of times in social yeah. media, they're yep. taking that and saying, well, I should be doing that versus saying, well, maybe that's not a priority to me and that's fine. So I'd be careful to get kind of locked in the imposter syndrome or the FOMO syndrome and yeah. think about what's important to you. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the thing I've noticed with dental, and, it, and I'm sure it's in other industries too, but I've seen it prevalent in dental is like people copy bad strategies, like horrible strategies that I'm like, that didn't. That's not working. Oh yeah, I learned that from so-and-so. Where did they learn it from? They learned it from so and and people are copying these strategies that literally don't work. They don't get you to where you want to go. And and it's just like you said, there's this copycat mentality, like, well, they're doing it and they're a little bit ahead of me. I should copy it. And and mm-hmm. it's or or on the flip side, they go to a huge organization, right? So they got four practices. And then they listen to someone talk at a conference that has 2000 practices and they go, yeah, we need to copy that. And it's like, <laughs> they weren't doing that at four practices. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're doing That's it at 2000 yep. practices and they're solving a different problem. Um, and it's more complex than that. So I, I, this has been, this has been really, really good. Is there any last words that you have for the audience uh, on the phone, on the phone side of things? Yeah, I, I would just sit there and say, make sure that, you know, You've got a system that gives you flexibility, compatibility. And I would also say that I know there's 
you know, a big push for unification of software, which makes a lot of sense strategically and operationally. But I'd also say, make sure that when you're looking at unification, that you're looking at companies that do what they do really well. And what I will say is it's really, really hard to do multiple things really, really well. And so this idea of maybe stacking software together that that integrates and talks and works together potentially drives a lot of value in your practice. So just thinking about what what's the problem or what's the pain that you're trying to, you know, kind of fix in your in your practice and using the right software to accomplish that. And a lot of times that'll be looking at maybe somebody that does something really well. And you know, at Mango, we like to think that we do phones really well and we create the right experience and the right integration. So I would just be mindful of that. Going back to what you said, which is like, don't get caught up in the hysteria, figure out what works best for your practice and make those strategic decisions because that's going to be better for you, your staff and the business long-term. Man, this is this topic. We we go round and round and round it here at SMC. And, and, and I've talked to a lot of other business owners about this is that the all in one, right? Like we do everything here all in one place. And I used to think, yeah, 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 that's the answer. That is the answer. Like you got to get it all in one. And my business partner came to me one day and said, I don't know if that's the answer. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course, it's the answer. And he said, can you name me a platform that you use that is an all in one that you love? And I was like, uh, my iPhone maybe. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not an all in one. That's an open platform. They tried to start as an all in one, didn't work. So then they opened it up for people to put applications to work together to give you the result that you want. And I was like, uh, got it. All, all in ones, the people that do the all in ones, typically they, they do all in one, but they suck at a lot of the stuff. They might be good at one or two of the things, but the other 12 or 20 or 50 that they do, they're not that great at because it's in, and, and it's not because they don't want to be great at it or they can't, it, it's that it's really hard to be good at the phones. It takes 10 years to build out your infrastructure to get your phones right. It takes 10 years to figure out how to do dental marketing just to make the phone ring, right? To do it like really, really, yep. really well. It, and you don't have to, you, you'll die if you're trying to do 20 things that way. You're going to die before you get really good at all those things. And then you can try to acquire companies. Some people do that. And you can piece some of that together. But if you've ever done uh, an acquisition and tried to merge those acquisitions together, it's, it's easier said than done. It, there's a lot of complications to making that actually work. Just ask Google and some of these other companies that have, that have tried uh, to do those kind of things. So I am with you 100% on that is how do you get your tech stack right? I think maybe we, that sounds like another podcast we should do. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. I love it. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. If someone wants to reach out to you, learn more about what you guys are doing, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Go to our website, mangovoice.com. Um, if you are on social media, um, You've seen me there. You can reach out to me there. That's a great way. Um, or we've got you know contact info on our website. So check that out and you can learn more about what we're doing. As always, man, great takes. I love your entrepreneur journey. I love that you've taken all the bumps along the way and you've learned and you're willing to share that with other people. And uh, great insight, man. It really helped me and I'm sure it's going to help a lot of other people out there. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Thank you. Thank you.